started today i just want to tell y'all listeners i heard you you said it at the ads too long at the beginning of the show so we're going to space them out uh you're only going to hear some now then you hear some in the middle so don't be bothered when uh you hear me pop up in the middle of your show today starting off for us is one of my friends she started their own moonshine company let me tell you i got a new favorite moonshine not only do i absolutely adore sarah blake Blake now has a badass moonshine. And it's called Blake's Moonshine. And I am obsessed with it. They have this caramel apple delight. And if you are from the South or anywhere, and it's like moonshine, but like real moonshine, like real good moonshine. Y'all remember what that apple moonshine used to taste like? This right here is so damn close that it is ridiculous. You would have think there's some backwoods folks from down in South Georgia making this. It's so damn good. And you can try it right now. All you got to do is go to onlysarahblake.com, only, S-A-R-A, blake.com, and you can order you some right now. And trust me, y'all know how much I like drinking and having a damn good time. I wouldn't be putting some alcohol on here that I didn't actually drink. So I got a bottle sitting on my desk right now. Thank you to Sarah and Matt for sending it to me. And thank y'all for being part of the Josh Terry Podcast. Y'all please go check them out now. Only sarahblake.com and get you some of this Blake moonshine now. I want to give a special thank you to Project K9 Hero. Them and Cashman's Pub just came on to be a sponsor for us for an entire year. So, if you guys love puppy dogs, if you guys love supporting our military and law enforcement, you guys need to go check out Project K9 Hero. Go make a donation. Go do whatever. Buy some gear to show your support. Thank you to Jason Johnson and also to my guy Ron at Cashman's Pub. Ron is opening up a couple other spots. He's already got the library uh, in Macon, Georgia. And let me tell you, when we go out to Macon, that is where we pregame. We pregame at Cashman's. We have a good time. They got good food. They always got good music. And Ron is letting me bring some artists down there to play. So y'all do me a favor. If you're in Macon, Georgia, and you're looking for a spot to eat, go check out Cashman's Pub. If you're looking for a spot to get drunk and hang out with your friends, Cashman's Pub is the place to go. Special thank you to Mr. Blake over at Gerald Electric Company. Right here in Cochran, Georgia, they can handle all your commercial and industrial electrical construction and maintenance needs. Uh, this old fella came on uh, middle of the month, so this ad ain't completely finished, but What's cool about it, they're right here out of Cochran, Georgia. It's family-owned business, and they're going to be coming here in the next couple of days and actually doing an episode and telling you guys more about them and their company. So, y'all, please do me a favor and go check them out on all social media platforms and give them a call for any of your commercial and industrial electrical needs today. That's Gerald Electric Company. Ask for Blake. His phone number is 478 478- 
279-239-3308 and tell them you heard it right here on the Josh Terry Podcast. A good buddy to the show decided to sponsor this month, DPF Alternatives at 314 Garrison Road in Macon, Georgia. You can find this good old boy on Facebook at DPF Alternatives Macon, Georgia. They service diesel vehicles, semis, pickup, tractors, heavy equipment, anything that uses diesel. They clean all admission systems and diesels, and they give you a one-year warranty. They also sell aftermarket filters, offer 24 our service look my dad recently this is how we got hooked up with these guys uh my dad recently had to take his truck somewhere to get it serviced and the guys over at dpf hooked us up and we come to find out that he listened to the show because his sister had been on the show a lot so pretty much like family now so if your diesel needs its emission system clean or serviced i'm telling you go check out my guys over at d P.F. in Macon, Georgia. You can call them now at 478-973-8502. Tell them you heard their ad on the Josh Terry podcast and get $50 off. D.P.F. Alternatives Macon, Georgia. Shout out to my boys over at Deep South Chemical. A couple weeks ago, they heard the ad on the podcast, and they sent me over some of the stuff that they sell. Some chemicals that you wash your vehicles with. Some degreasers, some tire shine, some waxes, all that good stuff. And let me tell you, folks, their stuff isn't like the shit you get at Walmart. This isn't like the shit you get from O'Reilly's. They gave me this stuff for my tires and rims. And all I had to do was spray it on and wipe it off. I didn't have to scrub. I didn't have to break my damn back. Their stuff literally was so good. I just had to wipe it off. I know I would have used these guys again, even if they wouldn't have sponsored the show. So it tickled me when they decided to do it this month. So I need you guys to please go look up Deep South Chemical. Call them today. They'll ship the stuff to you. Their phone number is 404-909-4257. That's Deep South Chemical. Chemical, tell Mr. Scott that Josh Terry sent you. Let me tell y'all about Blue Collar Alliance. Yeah, I need y'all to go look it up on Facebook right now. It is a great group on Facebook, and it's way more than that. My buddy, Bubba Marlboro, is helping out blue collar workers left and right. He also has a roofing company. Just go look it up if you don't mind. Blue Collar Alliance. What's up, folks? Thank you all for tuning into the Josh Terry Podcast. Uh, I want to give a big shout-out to everybody who's going to be in Nashville with us this week. Remember, Live Oak, uh, June the 21st, the Josh Terry Podcast, 2 to 6. Come out. Uh, even got a Playboy Bunny for you all to hang out with for a little while and a lot of great musicians, so don't miss it this week in Nashville. Uh, but before we get there, I'm excited about the show. One, I get to look at this woman for the next hour or two. Two, <laughs> she's got a great story. And, uh, well, three, I get to look at this woman for the next hour or two. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> first off, uh, Aaron, uh, I want you to like drop your social medias and all that kind of stuff and everything. But I want you to know, I was so fucked up saying your name this morning. And then when you <laughs> sent me a voice memo back that it was Arian, I thought I was like, you know what? I'm so glad I asked. I thought it's what it looked like. And for me, a bald headed white guy from the South to say Arian. Oh, you know, I'm just going to get in fucking trouble for it. Like, if I would have called you that. But I'm glad to know your name's Aaron, not Arian. Yeah, so it's pronounced Aaron. And the funny thing about that mispronunciation is I've only actually had one other person 
say it that way. And when I corrected them, I ended up in the holding cell when I was locked up. It was a deputy. She looked at me. She goes, Arian. I said, my name is Aaron, <laughs> not Arian. And I said that so that I wouldn't get my ass beat because we went by last names in the pod yeah. and nobody had heard my name before. And the looks I got, I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You uh especially you're a tatted up white lady too. Yeah, you gotta you gotta throw uh, that. And I was shit. bald and I was bald headed at the time too. So oh, it looked like that. I had to you, correct them. I was like, no, no. You look like the grand dragon then. That's exactly what you I would have thrown that shit out there right away. I would have let them know. I'm like, no, definitely not a racist, a white supremacist. <laughs> I, I get it everywhere I go though. And like I am the I'm not the least racist person ever. I think racist jokes are hilarious. Uh but I look like the guy that's an actual racist like 90% of the time. So, yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, fuck. I think you add into the combination that, like, I was in a Florida jail with no hair, and I was correcting a deputy. I, I was the one and only time I ended up in the holding cell because the rest of the time I was on my P's and Q's. Oh, yeah. They were definitely looking for a swastika tattoo on you. 100%. Well, I'm, like, I'm like really competitive, so if the, if the competition is being the best behaved, bitch, I will be the best behaved. And yeah. so when she said that, I was immediately was like, I, I, uh, my name is Aaron, not Arian. And I knew that I was going to get in trouble for correcting her, but it's not something that you can just let go. I was like, I'll take the L. I will take the three hours in that cold-ass holding cell if it means not getting my ass beat when I walk out. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Trust me. I've been there. Uh, right. I, I've had to do a little bit of time when I was younger in the detention center. Uh, I was a bad kid. Uh, I, I'm 30. Um, I'll be 36 in September. But yeah, when I was like 19 to 21, I was a piece of shit. Like I was <laughs> not a good person at all. I got a like, gosh. I will. Let's see. Uh, I used to like fighting. I used to like drinking and driving a lot. I got a DUI. Um, also I stole some scrap metal. Uh, okay. and shit. Yeah. Like I just some, like not anything real out the way hard, but it all was in a one time period of my life from like literally 18 to like 21 or 22. So I just looked like the worst person going nowhere for the longest time, like for that four year gap. Well, at least it was only four years. Cause I think mine was like 10 years. Let's see. I started acting out, um, like four months after my 18th birthday, I moved to Baltimore, Maryland, started dancing. And uh, I was untouchable in my eyes. Uh, it was ridiculous. The amount of tickets I got out of just for being pretty or, oh, I had no idea that my license was suspended. Please, I'm going right home. And a titty accidentally plops out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, trust me. If I had tits, I'd be rich and I would have never gotten in trouble. <laughs> I I would have been a slut. I know what I'd have been. I would have sucked my way to the top of whatever and the fuck did, I wanted to do. And did I? I listened the amount of vacations I went on just because I cradled the balls alone. Yeah, <laughs> they're like I, you can come, bring your friends. Me and one of my buddies that's in music, and I'm not going to call his name out. We're playing golf the other day, and we had done got drunk by the time we got to that last couple holes, and we were literally talking about. I don't know at this point of my career if I wouldn't suck a dick to be where I want to be. And Mark, I fuck it. Mark Orient, you're the one that agreed to it. Uh, he was the guy that was with me. I said I wasn't gonna say his name. I was gonna drop his name in a way funnier way than that, but I think that's okay too. And he was like, You don't know how close I am. <laughs> like he's an actual musician. He's like, I'm this close. 
to really just taking one for the team and the team being me. <laughs> he, he's one margarita away from just, just thinking about it. What is fucking hilarious. I'm posting the video of him in the next little bit drinking a margarita Saturday night, drunk as shit, <laughs> and he doesn't know that I'm recording the sound to that uh -huh. song while he's like gargling on the margarita dancing around <laughs> with it my legs uh -huh. yeah. yeah fuck yeah no I, don't, I look i don't blame women first off uh i don't like strip clubs but i love strippers i love a woman's hustle i love when a woman realizes there are men out there that'll give you their whole bag just because you're pretty just because <laughs> i'm not one of those guys i don't mean i don't respect what you do i don't understand why men do it but i i get it i have sat back and tried to analyze it myself and then I think that actually takes the fun out of it for me yeah um I still dance um I have like gaps between like you know working and not but I love the strip club environment it is first of all every woman that is in there is so uplifting and encouraging whether they're on one side of the uh stage or the other and I love that. I love a girl that's going to hype you up. But the men who come in and spend money, I just don't question it anymore. Because I'd like to think they're escaping whatever stress they have going on at home. So I don't typically ask questions. I'm there to make sure you have a good time. I have a good time. And I'm flirty. I've always been really flirty. So if I can flirt with everyone in the room, I that is where I'm going to thrive. I love that shit. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. I, I respect it. I also respect the fact that the like, is drug in itself, though. Like making money like that. Oh yeah. Off of being complimented. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't know what the fuck that was like, but I imagine that's pretty wonderful too. No, <laughs> no, nobody's paying me to take my clothes off. Oh yes, I actually uh, had someone pay me to keep my clothes on when I was a very early stripper because he had a power, like kink. Uh, very well-to-do man. Um, I was dancing in DC at the time at a strip club called Good Guys, and he he was very well known for coming in, but he had never done anything like that before. Yeah. And there been sitting there putting money on the stage, being like, "Come on, just take your top off." And I was like, "Unless you can pay me six hundred dollars a set, like this man just did to keep my clothes on, I'm not budging, I'm not taking a thing off." I've had men pay to lick the dirt off of my feet, <clears throat> uh, like they want me to dance on stage, like do a full set. On stage, no shoes. I know you're gagging. I did too, because I was like, "What?" Ugh. But but I I got five hundred dollars just for that, and then um, a champagne room. And mind you, I was nineteen, twenty at the time, so this was more money than I'd ever seen in my entire life. Um, the the guy who wanted to lick the dirt off my feet. We were in West Virginia, and so the champagne room was literally just like a sheet and a curtain uh, in the back room. And I sat, and he he was like. I want you to record it. And I was like, okay, grandpa. <laughs> okay. And I just flash on what, watch this old man, lick the dirt off my feet for the money he gave me. And something about it was like, yes. Yeah. I like that. Not mm -hmm. necessarily the act, but like I enjoy the dominance of it. Oh God. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah me and you wouldn't get along at all. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> So I'm like a brat. I am absolutely a brat. So I can identify a true alpha male yeah. um, from a beta. But like there are men out there that can get me to that subservient place too. Like I'm, I'm not always on top. I, I, <laughs> I like to be ragdoll, but I'm talking about work and money wise. Yeah. Oh yeah. I fucking own you.
Well, that's that's one of the things that I my shit. That's one of the things that I've found common with so many women that have done this show, and it's just fucking funny to me now because you're just another one that just loves that dominant role when, <laughs> when it comes to business. When when it yeah. when it comes to money, yeah, like there's there's a couple of them that have done it. Uh, Tawny and uh, Sarah, well, mainly Tawny, and uh, she was talking about how she just loves just fucking putting somebody in their place on on uh-huh. uh, all her stuff. And I'm like, I've been fucking trying to get women not to put me in my place my whole life. I don't fucking understand it. <laughs> once, are you good? Take your time. Uh, once again, everybody knows when they listen to the show, there's going to be pauses for some shit. I mean, usually, usually, so we can take a shot or you know go take a, a <laughs> smoke break or something like that in the middle of an episode. But yeah, we can always stop for whatever you need to. Right. I got a two-year-old at home. Are you good? You good? Make sure you take care of that young and we'll be fine. We'll we'll get through this. Uh, but yeah, so it's just been funny to me that most of the women, as the way that y'all treat men for business, it's all the same. And I love it. Uh, it does absolutely nothing for me, but I love it. I think it's cool what y'all do and how you get how you fucking can just make so much money off of morons. Yeah. Um, there is definitely an ebb and flow to it as well. Like, um, I take mental breaks from it because I don't always want to be in that role. Um, there are times where it is extremely validating and, um, like more than just the money, it's like everything that is incorporated in it. You just feel good about yourself. And then there are times where you just don't. And so, like, I ha- I honor that part where I need to take that break, but um, I think about money all the time. So, yeah. it's just uh, opportunities, and, and most of those opportunities come from men. <laughs> and so, yeah. Yeah, I don't, just- I don't, I don't think it's I, – I like that when people – like, one of the things I try to do is take the taboo out of it because you get so many fucking assholes. And they're, they want to put people down like you or some other folks we've had on the show and everything. And it's like the main reason why is because you probably can't make the money that they do doing what they do. And, or you're just such a prude. You don't get it. Everybody likes different shit. Like, I don't understand why you can't just be like, okay, that's not my shit, but let them have it. Yeah. No kink shaming, please. That's like, Oh God, that should have died with most of our grandparents. I don't understand the, because we're all pervy. All of us have our things. Like, don't look at me strange because I want to get railed out by like five dudes that Jesus I don't Christ. know. <laughs> I, say I don't know. Like I'm not, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to judge you on that one. Shit. <laughs> I want to get paraded around a room like a puppy dog. Okay. Oh, I've God. been for long enough. The, when I married my husband, uh, my ex husband, excuse me, <laughs> the, we were, I had told him all of this stuff, right? And his yeah. reaction probably inside like, what yours are on the outside right now, like screaming, like, Oh my God, are you fucking kidding? But I told him this stuff and he's like, Oh, I'm down. I'm down to slut you out. I'm like, bad. Absolutely not. I would have, I would have left your ass wherever the fuck you said that at. (laughs) Absolutely not. I'd have put my foot down and be like, Hey, look, if this little dick ain't enough for you, you damn sure ain't getting five more around me at one time. Well, his cock is actually massive. So that was (laughs) Well, I did. Like the biggest blood of his ego. He's like, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, no, yeah. But- I don't have that problem. The good Lord knew not to give me that because I would have abused the shit out of it. 
You would have conquered the world by now. <laughs> oh my God. I would have just, I'm telling you, I would have worn nothing but jorts, no drawers, tip dangling all the time. I would have got a thousand indecent exposures. Well, I'll tell you right now, I'd rather have a hard cock than a big one. So like that is just me personally, my body, the hey. way that it's up, like as long as it's hard and it just rail me out. But I do, I like new experiences with new partners. And so like, that's just, I love women too. Yeah. I love. Yeah, I'm women. a big fan of them myself. I mean, I'm, I bet you are. Yeah, I have a problem with them. Oh. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Well, no, I just I I like them a lot, and I have this mouth on me to where I never stop talking shit, and it gets me in so much trouble because I'm not ever going to be the smooth guy. I'm never going to be the six pack <laughs> guy. I'm never going to be the big dick guy. But I'm the guy that can make you giggle to you're fucking naked. And I'm telling you, it is a problem. Like it, it is something that later, the older I get, I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta not be as funny. Like I gotta, <laughs> I, I gotta chill out. I don't want to have so much child support payment. I can't fucking live. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> says yes. the guy who's currently on a dry spell. <laughs> currently on a dry spell, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I have. I'm pursuing two people at once right now. I have a girlfriend in Arizona and I have a boyfriend out in Pasco and I, I'm actually very fulfilled. <laughs> there you go. Is like I, in my thirties, I see I just turned 30 this year. Okay. have been more open with the, with everyone that comes into contact with me now. So they know exactly where I stand with my sexuality because I don't, want to deal with the drama that i've dealt with before being in sex work but also being hypersexual like i am in nature like it has to be something you embrace in me or i actually just don't want to be around you yeah. and so like i absolutely love the people that can laugh and like <laughs> in enjoy sex as a whole without making it a big deal does that yeah. make sense like yeah. it's a part. It's like a party favor. It's like we're going out. We're all gonna fuck, and then we're we're just friends. Like Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, as someone who is vanilla and as possessive as I am, yeah, I'd be like, no, nah, but we can be friends. I mean, okay. It, what it, would you describe my flavor? If I had, if you had to pick an ice cream flavor for like what I'm describing, what is mine? God damn! Do they mix them all together? <laughs> it, is is there just well, like? Is there just like one at the end of the day that they're like, fuck it, we don't have enough to fill a bucket with just one, so we mix <laughs> all these together? Yeah, absolutely. Now, you're like the rainbow one, probably. Or the birthday cake one. You're the fucked up one. That's definitely... The one that we go like to Cold Stone and we're like, no, I want gummy bears, yeah. uh, butterfingers, uh, all these mix-ins. Little dick. There's, there's got to be a piece <laughs> of dick somewhere. Yeah, don't Don't forget the vagina, too. Yeah, <laughs> I guess got to have some pink in it. Um, no, yeah, no, but there's nothing wrong with that though. The people that are comfortable with themselves are usually the happiest people. And when you start being open and honest about that, the people that are around you, I think they respect it more. Like just because you might not be everybody's cup of tea, don't mean you ain't enough people's cup of tea to make you happy. Well, if I'd like to think that being an acquired taste is better than being everybody's cup of tea because oh, I, I really I really don't want um to have to it's exhausting to try to please other people especially people that 
I don't have, you don't have the life that I want. So yeah. I'm not going to take life advice from you. And if you judge me in my mind, you're trying to like correct me in a way. And I just don't, I'm not open to that. If you don't have what I want as far as the, the peace, yeah. the family, the money, the job, the things, then I, you're, you're not, that opinion is not valid. Well, you're talking about protecting your peace. And there's absolutely yeah. nothing wrong. Like people who do that are just so fucking chill and relaxed all the time. It's so easy for me because I know what I want in life and I know what I'm going to do to get it. Mm -hmm. I know how to, I know how to cut people off. I know how to where if you're working against me or you're not adding to my piece, I don't fucking want you around. And it used to be hard for me to say that. And now it's just like, no, nah, I'm not even giving you three strikes, bitch. Like you got two at the most. And the second you take away from everything I'm building or just my mental health, nah, you can get the fuck on the road. I don't care who you are. Boundaries. And that is huge. I have recently um, been talking a lot to my following about establishing boundaries because it's something that I have been, uh, I wouldn't say like canceled for, but a lot, I've had a lot of situations recently where I've been very clear with my communication to the point of like, how could you not know that this is who I am and this is what is acceptable and not. And um, I'm not going to, get in trouble for my reactions to you crossing those lines anymore you should know better you're an adult it is not my job to raise you and a part of being um aware of other people's mental health is protecting your own like yeah. i know that if someone establishes a boundary like that with me what it could do if i cross that line so i am very firm with my boundaries because it makes me feel safer and i actually have beautiful friendships with people who are like very aware of my mental state and like what my triggers are now because I've been clear about it. There are going to be people who get mad when you enforce the boundaries that you have set in place because everyone expects you to make boundaries, but not everybody expects you to keep them. Absolutely. They always think that they're the exception somehow. And you'll find your true people, your true tribe um, in the ones that are like, Hey, I actually respect that you said that this is who you are and you're showing me this is who you are. And those are the people that are going to love you through everything, even the bad days. Yeah. When you stop making yourself uncomfortable to make other people comfortable, like you really get your real people around you and folks mm -hmm. really get who you are at that point. I, 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 everybody goes through this period of their life where they don't really know who they are and they just allow whoever in their life. But usually as soon as you find out who you are and exactly what you want, you cut out everything working against you and life just gets so much more peaceful. It does. There's um, a lot of peace that comes from understanding yourself better. And then the, the vibrations change. People talk about, Oh, it's oh you basic white bitch. Good God. I, I, hate, the <laughs> I hate the vibration shit. <laughs> it's a vibe. What a vibe. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> i'm so freaking serious though i have had days where i've woken up and just like oh fuck this day and the day really fucked me yeah. and i have woken up and been like oh this day is trying to fuck me man but i'm gonna lubricate it <laughs> well well there's never been a time we're not well, going in dry and my day ends up better because i changed the vibe straight up well 
I hate the vibe shit, but you're not wrong. Because one <laughs> of the things I like to preach to people about is you've never had a negative day and acting negative about that day made it positive. Be, exactly. Yeah, like if you if you wake up and your day's just shit, take a deep breath and be like, you know what? I'm going to make the most out of this day. And the next thing you know, just because your outlook and everything, your day's so much better because you didn't let it beat your ass. Exactly. It's kind of cheesy to describe it as the silver lining, but it is. You find the good in the bad and it actually makes it better. Yep. If all you're doing is highlighting the negative in an already shitty situation, I don't think there's not a damn person out there that has improved their situation by doing that. Not no. a damn one. It no. leaves you feeling sorry for yourself way longer than you need to. And you end up with a ring around your ass from sitting on a pity pot longer than you should. Absolutely. Me and my daughter have a saying between the two of us is attitude is everything. Mm -hmm. uh, and it literally is. It's, it's, people don't understand how easy it is just to fall into a hole of negativity. Mm -hmm. If you never, and I used to probably be bad about it too, but now it's just like, fuck it. Let's just do whatever is best for right now. Be positive, enjoy the situation, and just know that I'm going through it for a reason. I used to look at stuff like, why the fuck am I going through it? And now I'm like, why am I going through this? Let me understand why I'm in this moment in time right now and not hate that the struggle. Like That's one of my big things, too, is I don't hate the struggle anymore. I love the process of stuff. So if I'm not where I want to be right now, it doesn't mean I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Exactly. I just, just got to learn from the moment and understand that, hey, this is exactly where. I don't know if you believe in God, the universe, or whatever. I, it does none of my business. I really don't give a fuck. I'm a Christian. I'm not a very good one. But I'll always believe I might not be where I want to be, where I'm where God wants me to be. Like, I'm at this. I'm not at the end of my book. I'm at this chapter in my book. And yeah. when you start looking at stuff that way, it's like, okay, I'm not mad all the time. I'm not pissed off. I'm not sad. There's a reason why I'm going through this. And uh, it, it helps. It helps everybody to have that. And I just wish more people would instead of just being a fucking pain in the ass all the time. Well, it's funny that you mentioned God because I do believe in God, but I've always referred to him as Gus, God, universe, and spirit, because okay. I'm much spiritual than I am religious. And you know what? My hand's swollen. I can't get it off. But this ring right here, um, was given to me by my mama when I was in massage school and I actually lost it until recently. Uh, found it in one of my pencil cases, but it was, it says if God brings you to it, it'll bring you through it. And right. I firmly believe that. And I don't care what you call your God. Yeah. I don't care the name. I don't care if your God has many names. I'd like to think that the God that I pray to is the true I am and is omniscient and everything is included in that God. Does that make sense? No, That's no, why I, I don't say religion. I'm what you would describe no. as a Christian witch and I'm a Christian. <laughs> yeah, no, you're laughing. That's why I wasn't going to no, bring it up. No, no, I love for some. Okay. So I don't believe in organ. I, I'm not I don't kidding. Some of those prayers and Psalms, and it's only from a witch's perspective that I can actually say this, that I have prayed as loud as I fucking can. And there have been spirits that move through my home. Psalm 35 and Psalm 51 are actual manifestations, like prayers that you could 
sit down and do like spells with. And I'm like, okay, all right, there's something there. Faith is what you make it though. Yeah. And, and there's a lot to be said about like spirituality and somatics that we can get into on a different day. But like somatics is pretty much just like the power of the mind. Yeah. And it goes back to the vibes that we're talking about. But I, um, I firmly believe that there's a guiding force in all of us. Um, and it's caught and there's also negative forces that try to pull you down. So you've got one that's pulling you in a direction where your heart wants to go. That is typically what people identify as God. And then you've got these demons that weigh you down, whether they be other people in your life, situations, trauma, or even just thoughts about yourself. And it's really hard to just like cut them loose. But if you can focus in front of you long enough, you'll, you'll stop worrying about these monkeys on your back. They get smaller and they begin to just kind of die out on their own. You starve them. If you stop paying attention to the things that make you feel weak, then you starve them of that. Fear is, fear is detrimental to a lot of people's mental health. I'm going to speak from my experience. If I focus on the things that make me scared, I'm not going to do shit. I won't leave the house. I won't, I won't be able to take care of myself, my kids. I won't show up for work the way that I should. And so even though there's a lot of things right now that are happening in my life that should make me afraid to be myself, I'm not. I'm screaming my truth as loud as I possibly can because I'm surviving it. And I need people to know that it's possible that they can survive what they're going through, that they can thrive through what they're going through, that healing and feeling is a good thing, not just healing and moving on. That doesn't make sense because that's not even how your body heals. So why would your brain heal that way from trauma? Healing and moving on, fuck off. There's going to be a mark on you forever. And sometimes it, it's sometimes you've got a lapse in infections whenever you've got wounds and stuff. Like, come on, think deeper. People have told me that it's okay to feel out loud. And so I'm leaning on that and focusing on that as my guiding force. And so I'm just like, I'm doing it, man, whether it's scary or not. You actually just got a little bit more respect from me. I, uh, the Christian witch thing I've never heard before. But uh, I think it's funny. Uh, I don't believe in organized. I don't believe in organized religion anyway. I believe it's your own personal relationship. Uh, I think if you go by organized religion, you're taking everybody else's feelings and making them your own instead of discovering shit yourself. Like yeah. so, when you say Christian witch, I've never heard that before. But it, I don't have a problem with it. Like it just sounds like you know somebody that I like when people find what works for them. Like, yes. And that works for you. There's nothing wrong with that. I will um, text you after this, even though it's just like a Google search away. But there's a lot of us out there that have reclaimed um, that part of the Christian spirituality, I'll say. Because well, it's well, not, it's too, it's too intense to get into on a podcast episode. I got you. Oh, I, mean, I don't give a shit. But and I'll tell you this. Everything else you just said right there, though, was so spot on. It's one of the few times I'll sit here and I'll be like, I'm not going to say a fucking word. She's on a roll here. Like, this is because you got you, quiet and I was like, he thinks I'm fucking no, crazy. No, 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 no. For me, for me to get quiet, it means I'm listening. 
Like it, it doesn't. If I thought you were crazy, I literally have enough nuts about me. I'd have been like, "Hold up, bitch! Like, is this <laughs> makes you are a fucking insane?" And I am gonna, I'm going to try to poke holes in this, but no, like it, it makes sense what you're saying, and it works for you. So who am I to be like, "This is a crazy bitch"? And a lot of it really does make sense. Better watch that now. I bite. <laughs> Oh, I like that. I bet you fucking do. I oh, like that. God, I got Brooks on my side right here. <laughs> yeah, you better stop doing that. Uh, y'all can't see what I see right now, but it, it's already <laughs> it's already hard enough to pay attention. And uh, she's she's trying to make it a little bit more harder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway. I told you I was a flirt. No, I, tr trust me, you're fucking with the wrong one because all I do is talk shit and flirt. Like that's literally my love language. If I like a person uh, as a friend or more than that, you really can't tell the difference because I act the fucking same way. The only yeah. only time you know that I don't like somebody at all is when I don't fucking speak to you. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not ugly or nothing. I just don't speak. I, I will typically tell people, you and will know where you stand with me. Yeah. I'm not one of those people that'll let you think I like you when I don't. Yeah, there's no gray area with me either. Like I, I spent too much of my life being a doormat, and just mm -hmm. let, and just letting women, especially, treat me however the fuck they wanted to. And now at 35, and I've been single for a couple of years now, but at 35 especially, it's just like, bitch, please. Like I don't care if you're pretty, I don't care if you're rich, I don't care if you're smart, any of this thing. Like you're not acting no type of way towards me, and me not. Yeah, fuck that shit. So now I'm a little bit too over the top with it though. That if I don't like you right off the bat, I'm like, okay, you're not wasting my time here. You're not going to be blocking my blessings just by me spending time with you. So get the fuck oh, out of here. Oh, right. And there, there's something to be said about like partners blocking energetic or their energy blocking these like blessings for you because of the shit that they are putting out into the universe. <laughs> Fucking, uh, I had a thought and then it left. It was like my brain kind of farted. It happens to all of us, darling. Oh, well, damn it. Oh, I I like to think that, like, <laughs> if you don't like me, chances are I probably wouldn't like you either because I'm really easy to get along with and I've never met a stranger. I'm, by default, very respectful to people until, you know, I feel like I'm being manipulated or toyed with. And I think, you know, I started a little bit earlier than you did put my foot down, but after... Um, someone's had enough manipulation or like being taken advantage of walked all over they just start standing up for themselves um and there's no need to hate somebody that's like just very clear communicated yeah well i don't a lot of people want to say that that is a, a weakness that you're like that but i don't i don't i don't think it's at all some people want to say you're cold i don't think it's that either i think that it's showing strength i think it's showing <laughs> that you know who the fuck you are what you're going to take and what you're not going to take and who you're going to put up with and who you're not. And why wouldn't people look at that as, oh, damn, this person knows what they want. You don't have to wonder where you stand with them. You don't have to go back and forth wishy-washy or anything like that. It's like, if this person is talking to me, they're getting the realest, genuine version of me. And yeah. why, why would more people be like that? Um. We're in a world full of people who've been taught to mask and show up and perform. And I I was talking to my mom about this yesterday. I was like, I have completely unmasked. And everybody's like, Shh, put it back on. Put it back on. 
<laughs> and in a world full of other people doing that, I'm seeking out the ones who are brave enough to take their masks off too, because it's beautiful to see real people out there. I have had some of the best experiences in the last like eight months meeting people because I'm making a choice to be authentic. They're also comfortable enough to be authentic. So you get to re like really know people, you know? Yeah. So you, what, what we do, you set the example for what you're willing to accept absolutely. out of and relationships. So you set the standard. So when you meet them and you are a whole person, it's going to disturb some people and that's okay. Cause they're not ready to meet you where you're at. That's not something that you can really fault anyone for, but you'll know. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that we do is we, uh, we travel like once a month to go record shows. So like later tonight, we're leaving to go to Nashville for a week to record in Montgomery to record some, with some artists and stuff. And we have a house full of people. We get a big Airbnb every time we go anywhere. And it's nothing but people that have the same goals that are working in entertainment one way or the other, uh, whether it's some people's got OnlyFans, some people's got podcasts, some people are just really big on social media, whatever it is, uh, songwriters, artists, like we all have a common goal and we've had to weed out so many people to get to where we're at now. And mm -hmm. we're always having people come go or whatever, but like it's a family with us now because we all just get each other. We all completely understand what we're working for and everything. And you don't have to have, you know, those mixed feelings about folks anymore. Like we, t even the dudes, like Sarah Blake's husband and me, fuck, we pretty much tell each other we love each other by the time we got the phone every time. <laughs> uh, me and Damaris's husband's the same way. And it's just where we don't have to be anybody but ourselves anymore. And the people that just want to make everybody else happy and not be themselves are probably the most miserable person in the room, but they're probably making everybody else miserable too. The yeah. more, the more you can be like what you were just talking about, the more you find the people that fit with you. And it's just fucking amazing. It is. And I feel like it honors a part of like our, everybody's inner child. Oh, basic white girl. Oh. Again. Oh, no, no, I, I actually, I am a man child through and through. I, the yeah. inner, the inner child shit. No, trust me. Being an inner I, child will keep I, you young forever. That like, if you haven't grown up, by 40 you don't have to and yeah. i'm like i'm whatever in my mind i'm 40 i'm 30 years old but i'm already there fuck you i'm never growing up i honestly feel like when you find like what makes you happy and you honor that you're honoring a part of that inner child that was told to sit down and be quiet yeah over and over again and just perform you know, that self-expression is so important once you are old enough to finally, like, identify what you want out of life and then and then follow it. You are going to find happier people while, when you're out being happy and honoring the things that make you feel good. Making other people happy is a part of that, too, but not sacrificing your boundaries to make other people happy. Yeah, yeah don't sacrifice your own happiness to make other people happy. Ever, ever. It's not worth it. And it. People are impossible to please. They yeah. can only make themselves happy if they and want I'll, to. Yeah, and if you're making everybody else, if you're making everyone happy, then you're probably doing something wrong. You're not being true to yourself. I, you're lying to somebody. Yeah, you're lying to somebody because you're not. there's no chance you can make everybody happy. I like the fact that with me, if you'd have came on this show today and you was a cunt, I would have treated you like one. Like, <laughs> I... I I got would have, but you're fucking cool. You're way cooler. This is what's great about doing this show is 
you have I had expectations set up. I always, <laughs> I always do. And I always set the bar kind of low anyway. That way, it's the same way when I if a girl asks me what my sex life is like, I'm like, it's horrible. It's it's garbage. You don't, you don't, don't come around. There's a the baseline. Yeah, so yeah. There's, there's no yeah, there's no place to go but up. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's mediocre, she's like, okay, this wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I might come back. Might not. You know, you never know. But <laughs> if, if with you, I was like, okay, I don't know what this show is going to be. I know what her content and stuff is or whatever. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Like, I, I want to share this girl's story anyway. But you are way deeper. Yeah. And way cooler than I even thought you were going to be. And if people just judge books by their covers, they never, they never fucking get to read a story like you. Yeah. I, um, have been misunderstood for all my life and it's time I start, um, telling people who I am. And that has been one of the most beautiful things about the platform that I have. Um, I never imagined I'd inspire so many other people to do the same thing. Never, ever, ever thought I would be out here damn near like embarrassing myself, which I don't feel embarrassment, um, but I should. <laughs> uh, but other people are out there being like, you being so raw and open with your emotions has pushed me to talk to my partner or my friends or my mom or like they they feel more comfortable because of my ability to share. And that has been man, it makes it easier to be vulnerable when you see yeah. that it's paying off somewhere and more than just in my personal life. Cause I have so many beautiful things happening right now because I've chosen to like, let go of a lot of shit. I can't even explain it. It's like magic. Oh, <laughs> get, get your witchy ass out of here. Uh, I'm so God. glad they can see me right now. Cause I'll just, Ooh, it's like magic. It's funny. It's fucked to me is what it is. Uh, I would, I would tell you why it's funny. And this is probably TMI for all the listeners or whatever. Back in the day, as soon as you said that shit earlier, my brain went to one place because I'm a pervert. Uh, <laughs> so back in the day, uh, which I, I like, I don't watch porn or anything now. I definitely do. Especially with this dry spell I'm going through, but there used to be, there used to be this uh, series, and I don't know why the fuck I watched it, but it was called Bitchcraft, and it was nothing. <laughs> I mean, it was nothing but like some good wild shit. But it was like with tatted up women. So when you said while ago witchcraft or whatever, I was like, oh, this is just an excuse to to get on your knees and not pray, you know? Like this was <laughs> this was you know. I, it's a stretch, yeah. but I like it. But then I started thinking about bitchcraft again. I'm, I'm using that <laughs> to get on your knees and not pray. Yeah. I uh, guess <laughs> whatever floats your boat, whatever works for you. I'm down for it. I like to <laughs> putting titles on it. No, um, but it, it's cool. I think you take the taboo out of stuff. Uh, I've been told before that, like, when I talk about mental health awareness, especially with men, it takes a taboo out of it. And I think that's what everything in life. There's so many things. Um, I'm not the most comfortable person talking about sex because I'm I'm fucking a vanilla bean over here. But uh you talking about it probably allows somebody to feel more open and then talk to their partner, like you said. But then in the long run, that makes them happier because maybe they're actually getting what they want now. And I think that goes a long way with everything. It does. I've also 
felt like just having the correspondence that I do with my fans has opened up a lot of safe spaces for people to make hard decisions lately. The women that I talk to um, on my social media or on like the device that I have for my fans, it's like, it's beautiful to watch them make these giant leaps in their lives because they're like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm holding on to you. Or like, you know, our conversation the other day inspired me to do this. And I'm like, I'm here. All right, let's go, baby. Let's go. And it's like, I'm, I'm getting to kind of make my own family. I didn't have a solid set of family members. We'll just say yeah. that. Cause I'm not, I'm not calling out my cousins. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> um, <laughs> And I, if I were to ever like have these conversations with anyone in my family, it would have been shut down. So these, oh, it's just the relationship that I have with this community is the main reason I keep going and I want it to keep growing. I want to change more lives. I want to reach more people. I want to do better in my own personal life too, because I have the accountability now. Well, That's there's a huge well, there's something to be said about the family you get to pick. It's something because it literally is your driving force. I'm all about creativity drives creativity. Love drives love. What you surround yourself with is what you're going to evolve into. I grew up in a house to where there was, there was drug abuse. There was alcohol abuse. I've stayed away from drugs my entire life besides for some weed and shit, because I don't want to go down those roads. I'm scared shitless of them, but see my sister, my sister's a recovering addict. She's in a cult right now, but she's a recovering addict. And I'm very proud of her, but she took what she saw in our home life as a reason to do it. I took it as a reason never to fucking do it. And that sounds like my sibling, yeah. Do what? That sounds like my dynamic with my older sister. I really? Hey, folks, here's a quick commercial break, but we'll be right back to the show in about three minutes. One of the artists that I would really like for y'all to take a look at is my guy, Mark Ware. Mark was in here a couple weeks ago. He tells his story. You guys need to go listen to that episode. Also, go follow all of his social media. Mark Ware Music on everything. Dude is solid. He's a good friend of the show. Go look him up now. Mark Ware Music. Let me tell you about my girl, Miss Erica, with Crooked W Consulting. She has a small marketing and design agency out of North Carolina. She offers small, affordable business solutions that tailor your business and startups nationwide. She's currently doing my new website. I'm telling you folks, you need to let her do yours. She's doing us a jam up job. She also offers digital marketing, graphic design, and social media management. If I'm using her here at the studio, there ain't no reason why your small business shouldn't. Look her up on Facebook and Instagram at Crooked W Consulting or text her now at 919-351-2084. Crooked W Consulting. Hit up Miss Erica now. You won't be disappointed. Let's give a quick shout out to Nobles Networking. Guys, if you're looking for a new internet provider, they hook me up here at the studio and at my house. If you live out in the country and you can't find nowhere else where to get your internet or you're paying too much for Hargrave or any of that other shit, look up Nobles Networking. 478 308 
0596. You are going to love it. I'm telling you, it works great for me. It runs everything here at the studio in my house perfectly. Hit up Nobles Networking. Let me tell you about Lori's Dive In in Alamo, Georgia. I've ran her ad several times now. She's been with me since I started doing this stuff. Even if it's not convenient for you, take some time, go out of your way, and go eat there. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. She takes pride in her staff, her food, her service, every single aspect. So, please go check out Lori's Dive In in Alamo, Georgia at 8 Commerce Street. And the phone number is 912-568-1645. Lori's Dive In. If you've seen me wearing hats lately that's got D-Y-H on it, it stands for Down Yonder Hat Coat. Seth Baysmore, a buddy of mine, he owns that company, and he has sent me some of their hats. Let me tell you, I love them. I've worn them in a lot of my stuff lately, and I plan on wearing them a lot more. I've showed them to some of my friends. He has a startup business, and I'm telling you guys, you would absolutely love them. So do me a favor. Go right now to his Instagram at Down Yonder Hat Co. Check them out. They also have a website, downyonderhatco.com. Order some stuff from them and tag them on Instagram. And when you do, make sure when you make the post, you say that you heard about the hats and down yonder right here on the Josh Terry Podcast. Now, let's get to the show. Mm-hmm. Well, she's, uh, she's you. So she's me? <laughs> yeah. Who, who took it as a warning sign. Yeah. That the, the rage, the drug abuse, the toxicity, the codependence, all of that was just not for her. But we're four and a half years apart. She's older than me. And so even though we were experiencing the same abuse as a child, which there was a lot of um, a lot of sexual abuse uh, and it, it, it hit her differently than it hit me. And so I. I had a mother who was disassociating because of the trauma she was enduring and a very like let me just check the box kind of personality. And then I had a dad who was just outrageous with his emotions and, and just angry. And I more or less started to cope the way my father did um, in my early years, because that was what fed those dopamine centers in my brain. I tell people my first drug of choice was rage because that's what got me into a lot of trouble. And I ran my mouth all the time. I liked to fight too. And that's been the hardest drug to quit for me has been rage. Um, but you attach to certain personality types in that system when you're a child and you're being traumatized. You're like, well, which one makes which one looks like the safer party? Yeah. Like I felt safer behaving like my father than I did behaving like my mother. But my sister already knew that my mother's stance, the quiet, reserved don't instigate, don't argue was the actual better, healthier like stance. But me as a child, I was like, no, fuck this. I'm going to go break shit. And and so when I took two different paths, yes, her name is Angel. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's like, you can't even like, you can't even be mad at her. (laughs) That's fucking great. Now you're, well, you're a product of your environment. I don't care what anybody says. The way that you are raised, you are going to have some adaptation to it. There, there's yeah. no question in my mind. You could start off being the best 
child ever, a fucking genius. You could be a prodigy. And the way that you are brought up is the person that you are going to be. Now, do I think uh, at 35 years old, I should blame all my trauma and stuff on my family? No. I actually look at it now like I'm glad I went through that because it made me who I am. I'll never know. I never, I'll never know the roads that actually kept me off of. I know the roads that got me on. And I, some of those I regret ever going down, but I'll guarantee you, I I would have never regretted. I would have been so sorry and miserable if I went on those other roads and they kept me off of that shit. So like, it's my job as a parent now and as a person with my friends and everything like that is to learn from the bad and never do the bad. Right. But even take some of it and realize this was fucking horrible. This was, this was just the worst, but it made me know not to do something now. So is it really that fucking bad? If you have that perspective on it, if you learned something, yeah. yeah. Um, I think, uh, your little sayings are absolutely wonderful. You wouldn't, you you don't know anything about the roads that it kept you off of. And I think that, um, there's something to be said about learning from other people's mistakes as well. It takes a certain certain kind of intelligence to see the behavior patterns in other people in the first place. And then to learn from those behavior patterns, because you see the the results, not good. Well, well, your home life is just like genetics to me, to Mm -hmm. where, to where you had, to where you pass down an alcoholic gene, I don't think you can pass down an alcoholic gene. I think you can watch behavior. it. Yeah, I think you watch behavioral patterns so much where something comes becomes normal to you that is not normal to anybody else. Like yeah. there are there are people, and uh, I know you said this a while ago. I never experienced, experienced sexual abuse as a child, but there are so many. And I'm sorry that you ever went through that, or anybody's listening to this ever went through that. This, but there are so many cases to where someone was abused as a child it got normalized in their brain to where they got older, they abused children. And it wasn't that they thought it was right or wrong. It had been normalized and it's a a cycle. So it takes something at some point in time to say, I'm breaking this generational curse, whatever you want to fucking call it. I'm stopping it right here. That's like with me, with my drinking, I like to drink. I like to have a fucking good time. I like to party, but I, I know what an alcoholic is and I know what a, a a social drinker is. And if I ever, and I have felt this way before, so I've had to cut back on my drinking to where if I thought that I was becoming an alcoholic, I had to take a long, hard look in the mirror because I don't want that normalize that to my daughter. I don't, yeah. I don't want to normalize bringing a hundred different women around her. She's she'll be 12 this year. And I think she's met four women in my life in her, in yeah. her life. Like I, you can break so many cycles just by learning from what has been done to you or around you and not recreating it. Exactly. I think that's, <clears throat> that is the reason why I started analyzing kind of the family trauma tree and it was never to lay blame or be like, Oh, I got this behavior from that person. So I don't have to be accountable for what comes from it. And that is, that's so far from the truth. It's like, I want to identify, by the like trickle down yeah and where where the behaviors started 
like in the family tree from what we all experienced, because I'd like to think that most of my family has trauma. They just aren't aware of it yet. And I want to break that cycle with my children. There's a lot of things that my mom kind of looks at me weird because I co-parent with my mama and have for five years now. Um, she kind of looks at me weird. She goes, well, I did that when you were a kid. And I'm like, and I'm sorry to tell you, <laughs> we're going to have to have a conversation about that yeah. because <laughs> it, and she's so open to, I send her TikToks all the time. I absolutely love my mom. She's so open to these new parenting methods because she also sees the behavior patterns that were adapted by all of our family members and my dad's family and how it resulted in very angry, abusive behaviors. And none of us want to repeat that at all. It's part of the reason why, like, my ex and I just were not going to be compatible long term was because we couldn't parent together. And and there was too much happening in that dynamic as far as miscommunication that I didn't want my son to pick up on that and be like, this is a normal way to treat people because it's not. And th- it, it you'd be whatever. You'd be on whatever side, whatever. I am glad that that relationship is over so that my son doesn't have a bad example for communication growing up. Well, that that (laughs) right there shows just how, I don't even know what the right word is here, how smart you are. I'm just going to go with smart. But the thing is, it's like, you don't have to pick a side. You you don't have to pick a side with anybody. What you're supposed to do, if you're from the outside looking in, realize that this wasn't working and just let them be. Like, they knew something internally wasn't working. Just leave them the fuck alone. Who cares? And even in a breakup, there's so many people try to win breakups or win divorces or whatever. Why can't people just be like, we already saw where this was at. It Mm -hmm. wasn't getting any better. And I didn't want it to get any worse. So why didn't we just, we should have done it earlier is what most people say. It should have, should have never happened, but then you probably wouldn't have learned a a life lesson along the way either. Oh yeah. Um, The, you know, the, the trending effect that's on TikTok right now is the, what's your canon event, like not interacting with it, but these, these are events that actually have to run their course. And so I can be really grateful for my, you know, experience here recently, because I don't think I would have seen the worst parts of myself had I not gone through that because we did bring out the worst in each other. The breakup was absolutely necessary. It should have happened sooner, but it didn't. And I'm glad that it's run its course because I've learned so much about myself and what I have to work on that. Like I, I couldn't regret the experience even if I tried, (laughs) I really couldn't. I'm so grateful for all of it. Well, you definitely don't understand the pain the situation until you get on the other side of the pain until Mm -hmm. the pain is gone how many times have you went through something and the second that it stopped hurting or the second that there was reasoning to it in your head that you could justify what happened how many times has that happened that you look back and was like oh i'm i hate this i regret this it's never that it might be like i wish i wouldn't have had to go through it but now i understand it and i value it you may never truly understand the why mm-hmm. of of what you went through, but you can totally see what you gained from it. And it's beautiful looking back on experiences where um, there's this like 
have to look it up to like speak properly on it, but I think it's called like the law of reduction, but it's an energy law where like you reduce things of lower quality so that you can have something smaller, more concentrated with better quality energy. And it's like taking out the bad so you can make room for the good, even if it looks like less, sometimes less is more. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, you only have so much room. You only have so much room on your fucking plate. And, right. and, and and that's the thing. Like everybody wants to say, oh, I can take on more. I can take on more. No, you can't. You only have, there's so many hours in the day. There's almost only so much you can put on your plate. And yet God helps you, in my opinion, with anything that he puts on your plate. He doesn't put too much for you to handle on there. But he also doesn't tell you not to take some shit off of the plate that ain't good for you either. Well, I know that in my experience, if my higher power and my God didn't actually give me more than I could handle my dumbass wouldn't have even asked for his help. Yeah. So I get into situations often because of the impulsivity of my own behavior that I find myself needing him more than ever because I, I wouldn't be anywhere without God. I have to have that faith now. So, and it started with putting too much on my plate. Now I'm a lot better about, and especially the quality of the things that are on my plate, but just like what you were saying, if I didn't allow myself to go completely through what I was experiencing and not give up on myself, I wouldn't be able to look back with clarity and see what it was, what it was for, like that whole situation, what the whole purpose of going through that was for my life and my future and, and life goes on and it's such a beautiful life at that even through the hard shit like I have ups and downs still I have really low moments but I'm not anywhere where I used to be because I keep going that's growth hey look I'm not I'm not gonna steal this line from Mike Tyson even though I want to but it's so good that I have to give him credit for it I I read this the other day is there's no test there's no testimony without a test so Uh so like you have to yeah, after anybody that's struggling listening to me and you right now, if you look at it as if this, some people don't understand, you know how like everybody says you have a purpose in life. Mm-hmm. What if you are that purpose? Yeah. What What if everything that you're going through is making you the person that you need to be to fulfill your purpose? Instead of instead of somebody being like, my purpose is to be a lawyer. My purpose is to be the doctor. What mm-hmm. if life is literally, literally giving you an education and what your purpose is right fucking now? If you if you look at it that way, you're never going to have a fucking bad day and you're going to make so much more sense out of the stuff that don't make sense in life. Oh, yeah, it's it's a peaceful place to get to whenever you can look at what you're going through and be like, no, this makes sense. It makes sense now. I um I've had a lot of those aha moments recently because I've been I'm I don't know I've been online for about four years in the public eye and I am struggling to like tell people what happened before that online existence because I my voice shakes when I speak still but every single day I get a little bit stronger talking about those experiences because it's adding to the life that I'm building right now. If I, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm tongue tied now. (laughs) No, 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 no. no, Cause I don't, what you're referencing right now. I'm not aware of. I don't know what you're talking about. 
So I have four different accounts on TikTok and each one of them is kind of just a mod podge of shit posting where I'm at right now. And I've never done a very good job of letting people know where I came from. And so that's been my my focus right now is to slowly start opening up these earlier chapters of my life so that it starts making sense as to where I'm at in my healing journey and why I am the way that I am, but why I choose to process out loud. I've got a thick ass note section in my iPhone of just a bunch of different, like, well, there's three different books going on in my note section, but I've started sharing one piece at a time, these little creative writing pieces and I've got it on one account that's Aaron is healing and I it's cringy but it's like just cringy enough to heal with I don't think it's probably cringy you probably think that it's cringy because you're the one doing it but it's not cringy it's so it's I don't know it's a softer side of me for sure it's therapeutic is what it is without even me looking or reading it it's therapeutic right it's like I'm starting to actually open up fully and it feels really really good there's so much healing that can come from vulnerability and honesty and just remaining authentic well when you have stuff that's buried down i mean it literally becomes an ulcer oh yeah i mean it it literally will eat you alive and the more that you get it out the more that it's, it's just weights lifted off your fucking shoulders dude i i love that you said that it like the, the buried down because I just had this conversation about it's like a time capsule of emotions and trauma and you're laying um, dirt and clay and sand and cement and all this stuff over it and you expect to be able to just dig it up with your hands you're going to need tools you're going to need help to dig that thing up and once you're done digging it up you're going to need even more tools and some more help to fill it back in and and consistency it's not going to be something that you can do in a day. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a an actual like job there for a minute, chipping away at these layers that you've put in between you and whatever it is that you buried deep down. And then once once you do have it, whoa, <laughs> you've got to process that. <laughs> Where'd you go? <laughs> I can hear you. There you go. Um, I'll tell you a little story. Uh, and I think I think. Uh, you might value it. I think some of our listeners will too. But uh, so when I was a piece of shit, when I was younger and uh, I was locked up one time, uh, I didn't do any hard time or anything. Uh, I've only done like 90 days out of my whole life or something like that in detention center and jail and all this kind of stuff. So, but I had someone send me a story one time. You ever heard of the fable, uh, the donkey and the whale? No, I haven't. Okay. So, uh, there's this donkey and this donkey is going on about his business and all that good shit and everything. And, uh, he falls into this whale. Well, when he gets down to the bottom of the whale, uh, he looks up and he, he wades in the water for a, a couple of days or whatever it is. And the donkey's just like, man, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna lie here and drown. I just, I just want to die. I've hit rock bottom literally. And then the donkey, uh, it's the next morning or whatever, and the sun comes out and he sees a light at the top of the well, but it's so far away. And he realizes that he has to get himself out of this hole. 
So he starts clawing at the side of the whale until the bricks that built the whale ended up being his platform to get out. Now, by the time the donkey gets to the top of the whale, he's dead ass tired. He's exhausted. But when he looks back down the whale, he realizes that the things that were trying to keep him at rock bottom, things that were literally holding him down were the things that he used to get out of the whale and get back into the light to go from rock bottom to the top. So anytime like I'm discouraged or I'm like just down on myself about the shit I've done or shit I've been through, think back to that fucking donkey. And I'm like, you know what? I'm sitting here looking up at all the things. I know what things have hurt me. I know what things I've done to myself. I know what things that other people have done to me, but instead of looking up at them and knowing those are what holding me down, why not use them as my platform to get to the light? Exactly. Exactly. It's almost like they're the, those are the tools that you were given to facilitate growth. I love that. That I, I'm going to have to look that up. That is an amazing story. I, I paraphrase the shit out of it, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, that's the, no. that's the gist of it. I, I like that. No, paraphrasing is good for me. You kept my attention. <laughs> yeah, I, if I would have read, first of all, I'm dyslexic as fuck. So if I would have tried to look the story up and actually read it, it would have sounded like a third grader. And uh, yeah, we're not doing that shit. So paraphrasing is all there people is a get quote around here. From Albert Einstein that says if you don't understand something simply enough, then or, or if you don't understand something simply, then you don't understand it well enough. Yeah. And the way that you're able to paraphrase tells me you understood the story. And I like that. Absolutely. Uh, you're you're a whole lot different. I thought you'd be, dude. Like you, <laughs> I literally thought I was going to get on here and bullshit with you, but you're deep. It, you're deep. And I think a lot more people need to see that side of you. I have the ability to be very um, deep. <laughs> I can also be very superficial at times when it comes to my emotions. I enjoy deep conversations more oh, because that means that we're connecting and yeah. I like that. Yeah. So like now it validates the first message or the message I sent you like on Instagram was like, mm -hmm. I, I want to hear your story. I think you're more than just ass and tits. Like, Thank you. And it like, but it makes me feel better that you actually are. Like it, it makes me feel better that you do have substance to you and that you, you are different. There's a, there's a lot of shit there. Thank you. Yeah. I, I'd like to think so too. And I love that you gave me this opportunity. It was so cool. I was like, okay, I've had seen you comment before and you're like, I'm not, I'm not the type to beg. I was like, I won't make you. I'll, no, I'll, I don't, I don't, I don't. Well, like you can just see it on some people. You can just tell like, and I don't mean this is like, I knew you had a fucked up childhood or anything. Like, I didn't mean like that. You can just see <clears throat> that people have been through shit. And mm -hmm. when you see that somebody's been through some shit, when you find out that, hey, this person is not scared of opening up like that, yeah. that that's what I like. Not just for like, because it gets downloads and it gets streams and all this type of shit. But there's somebody out there that's going to look at you today and they're going to be like, this bitch is making it with everything she's been through. Why can't I? Why, why can't why can't I put the right foot forward? See, I, I'm a big believer. I actually kind of coined this phrase because I didn't find anybody else that said it yet. There are preachers in this world and there's warriors in this world. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm a warrior. Like I'm supposed to be battle scarred. I'm supposed to be broken. I'm supposed Fuck. to get I'm supposed to get my ass whooped, but still get back up because of my faith. 
And like, that's what I like to put out into the world is how you ain't got to be perfect. What if you're living exactly how you're supposed to? And the way that I always kind of look at that too, is if I keep getting little rewards from life, it's killing me. I'm on the right track. If I'm getting some Mm -hmm. signs or whatever, I might not be where I want to be, but honestly, I don't know if I want to get where I want to be. Cause then you're at the end of the fucking journey and you got to start over. Oh yeah. There have been times too, where, um, like I'll just use my massage school as an example. There have been times where like, I've been this close to that dream and it's the, the route that I've taken in life has completely changed, whether it was because of something that I did or because of some unavoidable, like universal thing. And I'm grateful I'm not down that road because it looks a lot different than the road that I'm on right now. Yeah. Despite all of the bad things that happened, but like uh, my massage school, I literally had um, about a month and a half, two months left before they announced to everyone that they were going to be closing that campus down and gave everyone the option to do like an expedited program and finish real quick. Or, and what that looked like was like really, really long days, like entire classes, like being completed in one day, like 14 hour classes. And it was ridiculous, but I chose expedited instead of transferring. And my son was sick on the last day of um, one of my last classes and I didn't graduate. Like I did not have the opportunity to walk across the stage or anything. I ended up moving to Florida two months later with my mom and <laughs> those transcripts made its way to a massage school, but Aaron didn't. And I didn't pursue it after that. The pandemic closed everything down. So it wasn't, um, it wasn't something that you could do for a minute. And um, <clears throat> I just, had I pursued that, I don't think social media would have happened for me and I wouldn't have the platform that I have. I'm still thinking about going back to massage school though. So it's like, I'm picking up, that dream and putting it back but on this road instead yeah. of yeah okay no i get <laughs> I, I no i get what you're saying i get what you're saying no, you, you can always revisit dreams you ain't gotta you ain't gotta just because you're where you're but at now I have the experience that i thought i was gonna have you know plus let's, di- let's be honest you open up a therapeutic massage place you're probably going to make fucking stupid ass money just by men coming in the door and be like, okay, she's, she gets to massage me now. <laughs> like, it's, a, it's, it's a fucking brilliant. I am really good. That was the one thing that I just fed my soul when I was in school. Just, I do miss it. You hyping me up right now? Yeah. Cause no one would ever believe you were good with your hands. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. Trust me, I got a knot right here in my back that if you just needed like to practice because you've been, you know, like out of it for a little while. I mean, <laughs> if you could if you could work that out for me, I'd appreciate it. I have my table already set up. I bet you do. Already- <laughs> 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 oh, that's fucking funny to me. Well, uh before we get off here, I did want to talk about like some hate and stuff I've seen on your stuff. <laughs> like, Deal. I- I'll let you know if I've seen it or not. Well, I, I don't re- I don't remember all of it. Just seems like the past couple of months. I as even like I see some, like some people like do some screen recordings and shit of you or whatever. I don't see why there would be so much hate around you. I think I fucking like you already so much. What do people give you a hard time about? Uh everything. Um 
it doesn't really if they don't have something to talk about, they're going to find something to talk about. But most of the time, they're lies. I think what irritates some of the people, because they're just a very loud portion of my audience, they do not make up the majority. Like, my DMs are filled with love. Um, but they are very persistent. And either they are people who were blocked in the past that just couldn't let it go, that they were blocked over something stupid. But they they say everything. From the way that my face is shaped. Um, the way they, your face is shaped. They come at my forehead, my 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 feelings, my parenting, my self-expression, the color of my skin, whether I choose to spray tan or not. Um, the what else? Whether I speak in absolutes or um, like literally, I'll say things sometimes like, oh, it was like five months ago, but it wasn't actually five months ago. It was like. A year ago, I get and it. I, I get and it. I'm like, and I'm under attack for saying something like that, and it's I'm learning now to just kind of like not look at any of it. And so there are screen recordings of my emotional outbursts, like all these things that were reactions to my ex husband, and like the drama evolving from yeah. me trying to work and start working again after I lost a baby. Very sorry to hear that. Ah, I'm healing. I I lost a baby. He didn't. I lost a baby. So, but the experience alone with the hate has proven to me that I can be as open and honest with everyone, and they will still call me a liar because they are liars. They don't like themselves. They're projecting. It's honest to God, nothing to do with me. Yeah, I can, I can come on there and be loving and fake it, but that's not who I am. I I will cuss you out if you come at me, bitch. I'm gonna go lower. You're gonna, <laughs> oh, okay. You're gonna come in here and say something about my parenting. You better not have a picture or a video of your baby on your page, and that baby better be ooh from Deliumptious because if it's ugly or cockeyed, I'm gonna tell you. Damn, Is I it, will. Well, see, I, I, you're a crash test dummy too. I, I get. Put on display for my reactions to the disrespect and the abuse. But if I get, maybe if I share what I've already been through, like prior to social media, you'll understand why I'm so loud and outspoken and why I won't take the disrespect. I'll call people out for what I believe in. And yeah, we're, we're the same. there's one thing I believe in. It's myself. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm a I'm what you call a crash test dummy, and so are you. If I know that I'm right in a situation, I will go full fucking kamikaze pilot to prove that I'm right. I'll ruin myself to fucking oh, prove right. that I'm right. Literally, this morning, like I have receipts for everything. There's like a fake account running around commenting on my behalf, nasty ass things, and I'm like, do you not realize that TikTok shows you your comment history? And so I screen recorded the last month and a half of my comment history on the account that they're trying to spoof. I was like, I will put my dirty laundry right fucking here so that you know that this is my, not that one. This one, not that one. <laughs> that's fire. No, you're, no, that's fire. Uh, you are, uh, you're exact. Yes, fucking, I like the shit out of you. We're the same person. We're the same <laughs> person. You just got a way nicer body. And if, if you could quit showing it to me, I'd very much appreciate it. <laughs> no, I'm always, guys, I'm 
tell him I'm not. You guys can't say anything. <laughs> I'm always in. No, it's fine. But like little uh, bikini type thing. I'm half naked every day of my life. There's nothing wrong with that. See the joke with a lot of the get. Well, not a lot. There's only a few of y'all. But uh, so I've never subscribed to anybody's OnlyFans or anything like that. Like I just will not do it. Because if I do, <laughs> if I do one person's, I'm gonna have to do fucking everybody. So I've just stayed the fuck away from it. And mm -hmm. also, I'm cocky enough to think that I could probably still pull some of y'all uh, in the right circumstance. So it's like I'm not gonna, I don't, I'm not gonna pay for this. I, uh, I'm just, I'm just not going to. Uh, and that's very arrogant and uh, dickheadish of me. But it's just how I feel. And you're on a. You're entitled. You're totally entitled to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're on a short list. Like, so there's only, there's like 10 people that I've seen their stuff. Yeah. That was what the joke I was going to tell you. There's like 10 of y'all that if I was ever going to buy one, you would be on the list though. Listen, I've been really like, um, inactive the last month, but I have so many things planned the next month. I have two new people that I'm working with and I'm just really excited to get back to it because I'm finally mentally That's good. ready. And it's just been I'm I'm horny just thinking about it. But I'm glad Jesus that I'm on your, I'm I'm on your short list. <laughs> oh yeah, me too. Um <laughs> well darling, this this was a lot of fun. Before we get off yeah. here, drop your uh social media handle so everybody can go look you up. And um, um if you got anything coming up, tell them to look out for it. Absolutely. So um, you can find me on Instagram under the username Slitherpuss. Let me spell it for you. <laughs> Your is, face it is it really Slitherpuss? It's Slitherpuss. I, I didn't realize I fucking followed. You have a hard time pronouncing that one, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did not realize that, that was your Instagram. It is. So Slither is with an I, though. S-L-I-T-H-E-R and then Puss, P-V-S-S. -S. And yeah, that's I just, I don't know. think they're going to have a hard time spelling that one. I think once you get to Slither, it comes up. Or even if you just type in Aaron, A-A-R-Y-N, it should come up. But for God forbid you Google me, please don't ever Google me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I didn't realize, and I knew we already followed each other, but I did not realize at all that was your Instagram handle. That is the best yeah, Instagram handle of all time on here. That, fun fact, is the name that Dan Bilzerian, yep. the poker player, gave to one of his cats. And it was a house cat of one of my roommates when I was pregnant with my first son. And I just loved the, the fucking name because it was hilarious. That's cool, um, yeah. so I'm, a big, I'm a big Dan fan. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, but yeah, you can find me on TikTok under the same handle and I've got a beacon link that has everything else kind of attached to it in the bios of both of those accounts. So you can find my Twitter, my OF, everything through there. And like, yeah. Well, cool. Well, thank you for hanging out with me for a little bit and, uh, you know, I just hope you have a good day and, uh, anytime you want to come back on or hang out, just let us know. Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, thank you Bye. to every one of y'all for listening to the Josh Terry podcast. I will see y'all later.